Hi there, you're listening to ONA On Air. I'm Camille Phillips here with Christian Monterosa from the ONA video team. We had an amazing conversation with photojournalist Nicole Tong that we're going to share with you here in a sec. She's the winner of ONA's James Foley Award for Conflict Reporting this year. But first, Christian, can you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be hearing? Of course, yeah. Uh, Nicole and I had an amazing conversation on the various issues that surround photojournalism and covering conflict, uh, especially as freelancers uh, and the resources that are provided to them and what is still lacking in that world. Uh, So I graduated from NYU in 2009 and uh, pretty much started freelancing straight away after that, but mostly doing kind of metro news in New York. When the Arab Spring kicked off in early 2011, that's when I decided to go. I went to Egypt. I didn't cover Tunisia, but I went to Egypt. And from there, I went to Libya. Uh, But I went without an assignment at first. And yeah, I I knew it was the right time to go, and and I couldn't not be there. So from there, I covered Libya for about nine or 10 months. Um, I sort of, I went at the very beginning of the revolution there and yeah, pretty much stayed until, until the end and jumped straight into Syria after that. And since 2012, with a period in between I, I stopped going into Syria because of, of how dangerous it got for, for journalists. I had contacts to editors uh, because, you know, I was in New York before and I, I sort of knew a few editors. But I think as far as being, uh, because I was so green and, and I hadn't worked in the region, um, I was definitely not the first person they were calling. So I had to work really hard to, you know, stay in touch and show the work that I was doing, but also I think it helped a lot to be in, you know, um, in touch with writers who were there and try to collaborate on stories together. What I always emphasize to young journalists wanting to go to areas of unrest or conflict is, is to get safety training um, and first aid training because those are things that you basically can't go to a conflict zone without now. Um, well, a lot of the times the editors are with the photographers. They want these stories told. It's, it's a matter of public interest, though. Sometimes there really is just no interest. And um, we have to sort of combat that lack of interest in different ways. And, and different ways is how do we tell the same story differently? You know, for example, um, you know, the same story in Gaza has been going on for months. But how do we tell it in a different way? And that's, that's a challenge for both journalists and editors to tackle so that we can kind of tell, uh, tell it in a refreshing way. I think that the photojournalism community has let's say, woken up. Um, I can't say that it's necessarily adapted uh, very well. I mean, there were allegations earlier this year that came out in a CGR article about sexual harassment problem in our industry. And I think that for such a long time, women have been afraid to speak about it in all industries because, you know, they worry about jeopardizing um, their careers. And, And we all feel that way. You know, I mean, there are women in the photojournalism industry and it's just that you know they tend to a lot of publications tend to hire people they've already worked with for many years tend to be men or think that especially for dangerous assignments that men are better suited to the job because they think that you know the woman might be in a more vulnerable position and i don't i want that way of thinking to stop
رضاك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إن كنا صادقين فبلغنا نصرك يا الله وإن كنا كاذبين فعالجنا يا رب العالمين اللهم عالجنا قبل أن نموت اللهم عالجنا قبل I think between Jim and I, like it was never, uh, and we spent like an intense six months in Syria working together very closely um, and on very traumatic situations. And I think everybody knows that like when you've covered an event so traumatic that somehow your bonds are a lot closer than if you were to sort of, you know, have friends back home, like your connection is, is, is very specific and very strong. I think uh, he would probably feel uh, very humbled, but also slightly embarrassed. He was just not a kind of uh, person to want to be recognized, be the center of attention. Um, he was very gregarious, very uh, down to earth. And I think in a way I, I, I recognize that, um, you know, the awards named in his memory and all the, the things that are named in his memory are, he would recognize that it's, it's all for the right reasons. Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much for having me in Austin, and I'm really humbled to receive this award, um, especially in the honor of, of Jim. Um, and it, it, remains, it means a lot to me. Incredible amount. That was Christian Monterosa speaking with photojournalist Nicole Tung. Christian, uh, is there something that uh, really stood out to you as important for us as journalists to um, pay attention to and to emulate? Yeah, it, it really stood out to me and stuck with me that it's very important for journalists to make sure that uh, we're telling these stories in a way that isn't uh, sensationalizing, that uh, is, you know, telling the story of those communities that we set out to tell in the first place. Uh, I think competition and um, being first can often get in the way of those things, and Nicole really stressed the importance of making sure that that doesn't happen. Thanks for sharing your work. And all of you out in podcast land, thanks for listening. I'm Camille Phillips.